This episode was recorded on October 13th, 2021. It's Jimin's birthday. Happy birthday, Pak Jimin. We love you. We love you so much. And I hope you guys will enjoy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, armies all around the world. BTS Army, welcome to the podcast. This is Begin the Search. And it's, I have no idea. I'm just going to talk. I have no outline today. I have no length of time that I'm thinking I'll talk. So I just want to come here and share and relate with you guys, relate to you. Um, I'm sure plenty of us have so many mixed emotions and probably upset feelings as well about the tickets for the permission to dance on stage the four shows in Inglewood, California at the SoFi Stadium November 27th, 28th and December 1st and 2nd. Oh boy. Um my birthday is December 3rd, so I'm <laughs> I kind of share a birthday with Jin, you know, because in Korea his birthday starts 14 or 16 hours before the actual day that it turns in the UN. I'm not saying this very well, in the United States. So it's December 4th bef- there before it's December 4th in the US. And hello, shout out to everybody in different countries who listens to the podcast. I want to thank you guys. And it's probably kind of similar. It's probably Jin's birthday in some of your home countries before it is in the United States. So I love it because I get to celebrate Jin's birthday two days in a row. Plus, of course, we get to celebrate as many days or a couple weeks as we want to until it becomes Young's birthday. So that's awesome. It's also really cool that they share a birthday month. And I'm just happy to be somewhat in their company by sharing that month with them. So it's really great, and but it's not really great because the the ticket situation. I am not an I'm not a good person to talk about it because I have only bought tickets from Ticketmaster on I can count on one hand. So I think I've only done it twice or three times, including Map of the Soul. So that was an experience. And I've only done it for such a high-in-demand artist one time. That was BTS for Map of the Soul. And I was not a member of the ARMY, the official ARMY membership fan club, whatever it's called. I think it was like $27 when I signed up and I didn't get a merch kit. I didn't get an um, ARMY bomb or any of that. So I, I don't know all the different packages you can get. I don't know how many bundles there are or anything like that, but I got the least expensive one and I didn't sign up until after the Map of the Soul pre-sale registration and all that. So I did sign up last year after that sale and then my membership expired. I think I joined, I think I got a membership around August because I was, I don't know, money was very hard for me to come by. That's not the right way to say it, right? Money was very hard to come by. <laughs> it's early morning. I'm, I'm kind of tired. I'm kind of sleepy. Um, anyway, so I was very hesitant to spend money. And I still am, but I have a little bit more of a budget now than I did. And so this time when my ARMY membership was up for renewal, I just went ahead and renewed the day that I got the notice just to make sure, well, let's do this now before I don't have money, you know? 
And again, I didn't do a merch kit or anything like that. I just got the most simple, basic one that they have. Um, oh, where am I going with this? So as I was saying, I didn't have a lot of experience with Ticketmaster. And this time, I did not have a code. I didn't have a code because I got my Map of the Soul tickets during the pre-sale last year. And the general, what am I saying? Oh my goodness. During the general, pre, the general sale. Oh my word. Okay. <laughs> I'm a mess. I got my tickets during the general sale on the first day that the public, the general public could buy tickets, if that makes sense. So I know what it's like to log in half an hour or an hour early. I know what it's like to know whether you should refresh the page, like to, to have that panic of, should I refresh the page or not? Is it just going to update it for me? You know, how many tabs can I have open? How many devices can I be logged in on and all that stuff? I was only logged in on one device. It was my laptop and, um, with a decent Wi-Fi connection, not the fastest and not super slow. It was pretty quick. I know what it's like to have your little guy walking slowly or running or whatever it is, seeing that line and running and saying that you're in the queue and seeing how many thousands of people are in front of you in, front of you in that line. I don't really have experience with pulling up the seating layout or whatever, the stadium chart, and looking at it and trying to guess how much the money the tickets will be. I had no idea how much the tickets were going to be, and I feel like one of my tickets was like $183, and I feel like another one was 263 But when I got the tickets, I was told afterwards that there were going to be huge poles set up that are, you know, they're, they're, they're huge structures, some kind of very, very thick, wide, big, heavy pole, extremely tall in the stadium. So I don't know if it's for lights or if it was for projection or if it was for wiring. I have no idea. But I was told that in both of my seats, those poles were going to be blocking my view to the stage and that they might even be blocking my view to the big, huge screens on either side of the stage, where if you're sitting far back enough, you're not going to be able to see BTS very well. You're just going to be able to see a little bit of movement down there, but you're not, you might not even be able to tell which member is which, unless, <laughs> unless one of them is wearing a hat or unless, you know, they have different colors on. So that's why you would have to watch the big screens on both sides of the stage. And I was really very, very disappointed when I heard that because uh, a friend was trying to help me get the tickets and somehow in the confusion of everything and finally when it was my turn in the queue. So all of this is during Map of the Soul. I just want to clarify during the match, Map of the Soul general pre-sale. I mean, not pre-sale. I keep saying that. The general verified fan public sale the first day of it I was able to get in <clears throat> and of course there weren't as many people for that sale to trying to get in as there were for this permission to dance on stage because we had I think 16 map of the soul tour uh, stadium tour shows in the United States for all armies in the area whoever could make it to any of the shows, even if they're traveling from outside the U.S., we had 16 concerts to choose from. And this time, of course, permission to dance on stage, only four shows. So let, let's just call it PTD, if I can remember to, just so that it doesn't take me so long to say it every time I want to refer to it. But, or I'll just say the SoFi shows or whatever I want to say. I don't know. Anyway, I just don't want to keep saying all these words, words, words. And... I'm already not doing great. Like I've already muffled, mumbled, muffled, fumbled. There it is. I've already fumbled this up enough. Just trying to share my experience. So of unscripted podcasts, they can feel very real, but obviously they can be embarrassing too, because I'm making a lot of mistakes and I'm making it publicly and you guys are hearing it. And it's not super awesome because it makes me sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. And it's kind of true. I don't really know what I'm talking about because 
this was my first time trying to get into shows where everybody else wants seats. The Map of the Soul concert tour was that was that first time for me. So it wasn't a super wonderful experience. Everybody told me that it was going to be stressful and they called it a like the Hunger Games and stuff like that and I I just didn't really have any expectations except I just wanted tickets and I wanted to not sit in the far far back levels, the highest up levels. I wanted to be able to get as close as I could and I was willing to pay more, but there weren't any better seats that I could find by the time I got in. So I did have a friend on the line and we were saying things like on the phone and we were saying things like, well, what about number 224? What about B section, whatever B or C or whatever? I think it was C 184 or C 123 or something like that. And I remember my friend saying, are you sure? Because there's going to be polls there. And I remember hearing something about polls and I didn't know what she was talking about. And so right when I was about ready to tell her, yes, I do. I do want these. Um, I think those are going to be good seats. I heard her saying something about polls, but my mind was swimming. My eyes were swimming just like, oh, this is overwhelming. I'm so scared. I'm going to make a mistake. I can't think. And so I was like, yes, let's commit to those seats. And so we got those. Um, and then afterwards she's like, okay, just so you know, you did buy tickets with really, really big poles blocking your view from the stage. And my heart sank and she's like, but you're going, congratulations, you're going. And I was like, like, how do I feel excited about this? You just told me that I'm going to have a hard time seeing BTS. And even right now telling you guys about it, it almost feels like I'm back there in that situation. I have you know, when, when you're trying not to cry, I don't have a lump in my throat. It's not like they're not, the tears are not tugging at my eyes, but I can feel it in my chest. It's like the crying, the, like the devastation or the disappointment comes from your stomach or from your chest. And it wants to rise up and come to your throat and come to your eyes. And so that's where it is right now. And I'm trying to hold it down because You've heard me cry a lot already. If you've listened to very many (laughs) of my episodes over the past two years, it's been a little bit more than two years. Um, I'm not great at posting every week, publishing a new podcast episode. I'm not great at that. I have good intentions, but mostly it's because, um, I feel like I have to pick myself apart and edit a lot and I don't want to edit a lot. I don't want to take the time to do that because I would rather just record and talk and share my heart and share my experiences and ask you guys questions and ask what you think and, you know, just get our, get our thoughts and our feelings going and not spend a ton of time editing because then I start to doubt myself all over the place. I'm like, Oh, I cleared my throat right there. Oh, you could tell I was about to sneeze or a little hiccup or, you know, and I have to cut all those things out. And if I stutter and if I say, um, or, uh, or a lot, I just am embarrassed to have that in there, but I, I'm trying to get past it so that I can stop worrying about all of that because I would just like to talk to you guys as real and raw as a friend would, as a member of your family, you know, we're all army and armies of family and we're, we're family with BTS it's our heart, it's our soul, it's our spirit that is connected to them. So even if we don't meet them in real life, even if we haven't gotten that chance, I know that some people did get to meet them before they got so widely known and well-loved. So wonderful experience for those armies. I'm super happy for you and super jealous if you got to meet BTS. And um, I don't spend a lot of my time feeling jealous, so I try not to anyway. It it really gets me nowhere. But the Map of the Soul tickets were refunded. And so since it was the general sale, I didn't get a code. So I already knew last week that I wasn't going to be allowed to buy tickets the first day when VIP pass holders or whatever, VIP uh, ticket holders were going to be able to do theirs with codes. I wasn't going to be able to do it the second day either. I already knew that, but I really at least thought I was going to get into the first day of the general sale. 
Friday-ish. I don't know. So if you had gold VIP or silver VIP or whatever, if you had these codes, you were able to pre-register for the sale and buy it on Tuesday. And then if you had any Map of the Soul code from your tickets before, you could buy on Wednesday. But some people didn't get a code Wednesday, so they were at least hoping for a code by Thursday. I just never got a code. And I kept on checking my email, and I kept on looking to see if there were going to be any texts or emails. I got nothing. And then Thursday, late Thursday afternoon, I got an email that said, check your email tonight to see if you are going to be invited to the sale. And I just felt like, man, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm nothing. I have nothing. I just felt like so low, like not important. Oh, oh no. The first email said we were unable to verify you as a fan, but you are, um, you are anyway, I had put in my army membership number. And so I should have been verified. I did it before the deadline. I did it several days before the sale, you know, during the time of being able to pre-register and I never got invited to sale, to the sale. And then Friday came and I see all these people around me getting tickets and being super happy and excited that they got VIP, that they got gold sound check, that they got whatever. And I just felt like, man, I really am nothing. I am not lucky. And I started feeling like maybe this is not meant for me to go. And I was going to try to go to the November 27th show or the November 28th show because it, if I went to the December shows, then I would have lost a lot of money because I would have missed work for a couple of days. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just sad and frustrating and very discouraging. So when Friday came, I got an email that said, you're on the waiting list. There are so many people who want tickets to this and we don't know if you're going to get invited or not, but stay tuned because if there is a space open for you, we will let you know. And so that you can buy a ticket. And I was just feeling like, uh, it's not fair. I was feeling like, You never know if it's going to be your only chance. You never know. And I've shared with you guys before that I have some health concerns and that I don't have a big budget and stuff like that. So I really had hoped. I really, really, really had wanted to try to get into one of their shows. And here's the other big reason why I wanted to go this time. Well, my thoughts are all over the place, but I... I wanted my first experience at a BTS concert to be a concert tour with one of their comebacks. That's what I really wanted. And Map of the Soul 7 was so huge for me. It was, there were so many songs. I mean, if you add Persona onto all the rest of the songs we got, it was huge. So many tracks. But then we got to see those in their online shows, right? We got to see some of them in in the second Bung Bung Cone, which I paid money for and got to watch it twice, I believe. Um, the replay plus the actual show. I don't remember how many times they actually performed for us. I don't remember if it was one night and we got to watch a replay or if it was two nights and we got to watch a replay. But then there was the map of the soul on the experience as well. And I got to watch both nights of that plus both replays. And that might sound selfish. It might have been very, it might've been really, you know, it might've been nice to think of others and to reach out and be like, is there anybody out there who doesn't have the money to watch this and would like to, I'll I'll let you log into my Weverse or whatever my, uh, what is it called? Venu, Venu. I don't know how, I don't know what that is. It's the website where we logged in to watch those live shows. Anyway, I could have shared that with someone else who didn't get to watch it, but I kept it for myself because I was like, it's hard. I earned this money. It's hard for me. And I'm choosing to 
keep this and watch it again. I, I made that choice and I didn't really feel guilty, but in the back of my mind, I was like, I know that I could invite someone else if I want to watch, you know, cause you two devices can watch on your ticket. Anyway, where am I going with this? Yes. So map of the soul seven had so many songs and we got to watch their choreography and some of their props and sets because they weren't able to come and perform those for us live in person in a huge concert tour. But I wanted my first time seeing BTS to be a huge concert tour with a comeback. I'm not sure why exactly, but the reason why I wanted to go to Permission to Dance on stage so badly was because this was the first time that BTS was going to meet ARMY in person since the pandemic took their huge tour and took the, those opportunities away from them. Keep the tears back. And since I didn't find them in 2013, I didn't find them in 2015, I didn't find them in 2017, I didn't find them when they won the World Award. The first time, I didn't find them when they got their huge, what is it called, day songs? Their huge awards at the, the Mama Show and the Melon, Melon Music Awards, so that's the MMAs, and the M-A-M-A's, I don't remember what it stands for, but I was not aware of BTS at that time, and they got so big, and they got so well, well practiced, and so well seasoned, and, you know, they, they never take it for granted, they never sit there and be like, oh yeah, we're great, we're this, we're that, we love our money, we're popular, yeah, 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 look at us, we're the best. They don't, they never do that, and they never have done that. I'm very sure that these guys have the most genuine hearts, and I'm sad that I didn't find them sooner, but I'm glad I found them when I found them. So instead of spending a lot of time regretting that I only found them in 2019, I'm trying really hard to just be grateful and not have that regret and not have that disappointment of not finding them sooner. Because I do wish I was a fan. I wish I was ARMY long before they got so big and long before everybody wanted them to come to their country and come do shows. And since I didn't get that, I was, you know, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Let's just go and support them and love them and be with them for the rest of our lives and all that. That's just how I'm thinking to myself. And then when we have the pandemic and everything shuts down and we have lockdown and we have masks and we have social distancing and we're not sure if we're ever going to be able to do anything other than online concerts ever again, it was just like, man, I really hope I get to see them in real life, even if it's from a distance, a far distance. I want to go see them in real life, whether that's iHeartRadio or some kind of awards show or, I don't know, New York, uh, at New Year's Eve at, at Times Square again or something. And so just telling myself, you're not going to have that chance, so just go forward from here. But Permission to Dance on stage is, is a chance for armies to see BTS almost like they're debuting again in a way. That's how I'm thinking of it, because they have that anticipation. They have that waiting and yearning and that, that just that desire in their heart to see ARMY in person. And I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to have my cheers and my voice joining with everybody else. I wanted to buy my very first ARMY bomb and have my light among the many, many lights. The purple lights and... Everything that spells out, whatever, I don't know what they spell out. We love BTS or BTS loves ARMY or whatever it is. Uh, I just wanted to be part of that. So not even getting an email saying, congratulations, you get to join the sale tomorrow or today or whatever. I just felt like, man, I guess this really wasn't for me. I guess I really wasn't supposed to go and... So it's really, 
it's really something that I, I have not been okay with. And I was like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a baby. I'm not a kid. I'm not someone who just got their favorite toy taken away or, you know, I'm a grown person, (laughs) but I still have my feelings and my heart is telling me I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there on night one. I wanted to be there to witness the emotion in person, the emotion that the guys are going to feel, the joy they're going to feel. And they said they're always nervous on night one of a concert, but then they relax by night two. And if I don't know how many, sometimes there are three shows in a certain area like Rose Bowl or Seoul or were there even three in, in Saudi Arabia? I'm not sure how many there were there, but I felt like there were three, but maybe only two in Riyadh. Um, Anyway, so, but even, even if they were more nervous, even if they might even have, I don't know if they make mistakes, but even if they would have made mistakes, I wouldn't have cared because I wanted to be with them on that first night or on the last night because I know the emotions are going to be really, really intense on the the last night. So that fourth concert, December 2nd. And it was going to be the day before my birthday. And I was willing to miss work for it. I was willing to even fly for it. And I am terrified of flying. I'm terrified. And I was willing to even get a hotel room by myself if I had to. Because I don't remember if I told you guys this, but I have panic attacks in my sleep. And I didn't want to have to ask any other armies And even if they're my friends, I didn't even want to ask anyone else to share a room with me so that they would have to possibly, if I had a panic attack that night in my sleep, that they would possibly have to hear that or witness that. So I was willing to use a big, a bigger portion of my budget for this and not even getting invited to even try for a ticket, even on the top level, even on the highest, farthest away from the stage level, just felt like a huge, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't take it personally because Ticketmaster doesn't know me and BTS doesn't know me and nobody cares and nobody knows anyone from anyone, but If you have the money and if you have the luck, you're getting in and you're getting a great seat. That's how it is. And I just saw every single person that I knew that I met in real life who was a fan of BTS. They were getting seats. Everyone except me. And some of them were getting in, getting great seats and getting four great seats. And I was not. So... That's where it is. That's where my feelings are about it right now. I am very disappointed. I do wish that they would be broadcasting all four of those shows for us. I would pay for all four of the shows to watch them online, live. I do wish they would be streaming it. I hope they will, but I'm guessing that they're going to do a DVD instead. It's going to be very special because it's the first time BTS is able to see armies since the pandemic took their shows away from them and took that interaction and that experience away from them. So I'm sure they're going to make a DVD out of it that we can buy. I will buy the DVD. I haven't bought any of their concert DVDs, but I will buy that one. Well, yeah, my feelings are very raw about it and it will remind me that I wasn't there, but I want to see it. So, well, maybe I won't buy it, but maybe I'll watch it with someone else who does buy it. I don't know. I just don't want it to be a reminder of, oh, guess what? You weren't there and you weren't invited to get a ticket and you didn't get to be part of this. So, but I will watch it somehow. I will watch it somehow. So I just, I was wanting to publish a podcast episode, but I just didn't know how I was going to talk about it and how I was going to share with you guys. I don't want to be this bummer, you know, (laughs) I don't want to be this. I just want you guys to come here and feel uplifted. And maybe though, maybe if you're still listening, maybe you had the same experience I did. 
Maybe you, you had something very similar where you weren't invited to buy a ticket or maybe you bought a ticket and somehow Ticketmaster ruined it for you and took the ticket away from you. I have no idea, but I'm hearing all kinds of things where some people who bought four tickets are losing all four of their tickets. I also heard that VI, no, what's it called? Uh, season pass holders for the football season, like football fans in the in Inglewood, California, at the SoFi Stadium, got the chance to buy tickets first before Army did, and that they snatched up a lot of good tickets, and that I also watched a couple of scalper videos and scamming videos, and it's very real, and it's legal in some areas, so even if it's shady and horrible and dishonest and, and cheating and greedy and selfish and, you know, disgusting, apparently it's legal in some areas, so... I don't know. I don't know. So that's just where I am at with all of it. I still listen to BTS every day. I watch run BTS episodes. I have not been able to watch the one that was released yesterday morning, but, um, that's because I work all day and then I'm taking a class, a five hour class at night. And, oh, so I will be able to watch run BTS. I'm guessing Friday morning. Possibly tonight if I get out of class a little bit earlier, but I don't really anticipate that happening. Anyway, um, I gotta go <laughs> soon, but I just want you guys all to know that we are, I mean, if, if anyone's feeling the same way as me, if they had the high hopes to be able to go to that concert or to any of those four concerts next month and December, um, you're not alone in your feelings you're not the only one. If you didn't get a ticket, you're not the only one. There's a lot of us who got nothing. There's a lot of us who have nothing. Even if we had the money, which some people don't have the money and didn't even get to sign up for a pre-sale at all, didn't get to register at all because they don't have the money. So that was me a while back. That, that would have been me in 2019. If there was a tour, I wouldn't have been able to go. And I considered myself very, very lucky and very blessed to have the funds to go to Map of the Soul, the concert tour, but uh, whatever. I don't know. I'm just kind of speechless on everything. I think I've said everything that I can say about it. I, I love BTS so much. It was Jimin's birthday in Korea yesterday. And it still is, I think, for a couple more hours, maybe. Maybe it's not anymore. Um, for me, it's October 13th, 2021. So it's Jimin's birthday here in the U.S. Jimin is precious. He's adorable. And he was on Live this morning. And he was visited by JK, who came in in a Hybe t-shirt. Like, uh, it looked like one of those uh, moisture-wicking... I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it looked like one of those athletic shirts. So maybe he had worked out or he was going to go work out in the gym. The kind of shirt that kind of, uh, it takes the sweat and pulls it away from your body so that you don't feel like you're drenched in sweat. He came in and Jimin, <laughs> they shook hands and it was cute. And JK lit some candles, but I didn't see Jimin blow out a cake, so blow out a, the candles on a cake. So I don't know if my phone just wasn't playing the, the V Live very well, but it did freeze up a couple times. I had to close it and then try to get back into it and it didn't work for me, but um, it did work a couple times until J-Hope came in and he was wearing a mask and I think he was wearing a hat, an orange hat. And he was wearing a, a long sleeve shirt that said human across the front. And he hugged Jim and he gave him a big squeezy hug. And of course we got to hear his wonderful laugh. That is so distinctive. And then it froze on me. So I get to see what else happened in the live, but I'm going to watch that when the captions are up, when the English subtitles are available. I'll probably watch that this weekend since I don't have work or class on Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, 
but Jimin is sweet. He had a ponytail, like half of his hair was pulled back, the, the some of it in the on the top and in the back, and he still had his long bangs and all that, and he just looked cute, and he had these really, really cool looking earrings. Um, they were like kind of a turquoise blue almost, and they were dangly, and like a kind of a kind of a rough cut square-ish or rectangle shape from what I could tell on my phone screen. Anyway, Jimin is adorable. He's precious and it's his birthday. So happy birthday, Jimin. Happy birthday. Uh, we love you so much. And I'm sure he won't hear this, but I just love Jimin. He is an example of unconditional love. There have been so many times when I just look at Jimin and I think, how could I not, how could Jimin not be my bias? <laughs> I love him. I appreciate him. And I didn't really feel like I knew him as well as some of the other members when I first started watching BTS content in the summer of 2019. And I, so I felt like, oh, I don't really know Jimin that well. I don't really understand Jimin that well. I don't really appreciate him as much as I probably should. But since then, I have seen so much content where Jimin is just this beautiful, warm-hearted, this, oh, he's like the friend that everyone needs. Every single member of BTS is a friend that everyone needs. But Jimin is extra special where you just know that he's going to be thinking of you. You just know that he's going to be thinking of you before he's thinking of himself. And he is, he wants to take care of your heart. A lot of the members are like that. Um, Jimin's not the God of destruction. He's not the leader. So he, <laughs> he's not the guy who has a lot on his mind and, and in a way of, you know, being a leader and making those decisions is, He's not the dance captain who has to come up with a lot of choreography. He's not, um, he's not the youngest with a lot of expectations and a lot of, you know, weight on his shoulders. And he's not the oldest who's ex expected to set a good example and also take care of the members in that way. I mean, Jimin is right where he needs to be. He's in the role he needs to be. He's in the age and the order that he needs to be. And he's perfect in that, in that spot. He's perfect. And he thinks of everyone else. He's the member who thanks the staff every time when they're doing their their closing ments at the concert. He remembers to thank the staff. He remembers to and and even in comeback shows like on V Live or whatever comeback specials, he he talks about the staff. He mentions the hard work that goes into things. He's just got something extra special that he remembers to do more it seems like and I'm not trying to say that the other members aren't like that it just seems like they don't they don't really need to be because Jimin covers it every time he's he's got it and it doesn't mean that the others aren't thinking of the staff it doesn't mean that the others don't uh don't care anyway so Instead of Jimin having a bunch of gifts from everyone else, it seems like he's just always giving to everyone else. Something that Jimin does for me is that he, when he goes to a place, he looks around. He looks at the sky. He looks at the surroundings. He looks at the scenery. He feels how the wind or the breeze is touching his face and how the sun or whatever it is, whatever the weather is like. And he looks around with these eyes of wonder and he says the air feels good here. It feels, I mean, it's beautiful here. Look at this. And he just takes it all in and he, he savors that view and the beauty of being outside and being in the world and being in nature. And when he went to the beach, it was close to New Year's, I think it was. And he was in a, a hat and a coat. I think he went with his brother. His younger brother, is it? And he made a wish that his family would be healthy and well. And I don't know what that footage even is or where I saw it. I probably saw it in YouTube. 
because it was before I knew about V Live and stuff. Maybe it was in a V Live. I have no idea. But he was just expressing how great it was to be alive, pretty much. And seeing the beach and seeing the ocean, seeing the sky and feeling the air, the way it smells, the way it looks. And he did the same thing when they went to Sweden, or I mean, excuse me, Norway, in season one of Bon Voyage or Bon Voyage 1, however you say it, Bon Voyage. He got out and looked around and just wanted to take in the view and take in the sights and the, the scents. And that's why his bag got left on the bus. Because he was so busy enjoying and looking around him. And there's something special about Jimin. Where he he lives like that. He lives in the present. And another something he does for me. Another wonderful gift that Jimin gives to me is. He's always thinking of Yoongi. And when Yoongi was not able to participate in recordings for Run BTS episodes. And also the comeback show for the B album. Um, Jimin was like, let's call him. Let's, t- let's talk to him. Let's ask him. Let's call him. <laughs> and he was always doing that. So that was great. Because I was concerned for Yungi And I wanted to know how he was doing. And I wanted to hear from him. So Jimin made sure that happened. And it was wonderful. It was so great. Another thing Jimin does for me is he says... What does he say? He, um, he's very honest and he's very raw. And so if he's playing a game and run BTS and it's not going well, or someone else is cheating, like Jin is cheating or Tay is cheating or, um, something like that. He, he's very real and he says it like it is. He'll be like, man, I haven't gotten anything right. I haven't gotten any points. I haven't answered anything yet. I haven't gotten a chance. He's not afraid to speak up for himself. And with a family of seven people, it can be hard to get a chance and it can be hard to like have your voice heard. But I appreciate so much that Jimin wants to make sure that his voice is heard a lot in my life, a lot. And yeah, this is going to make me cry. So a lot in life, I haven't been heard. Even when I tried, when I tried to speak up, I, someone squashed me, you know, it happened at high school. It happened at work. It happened at camp when I was a teenager, when I was a youth, when I was 11, I got squashed by other people who looked at me and decided I wasn't important and decided that they didn't need to hear what I had to say. So when Jimin speaks up and when someone like Namjoon or Jin is getting all the right answers and getting all the points, um, I just love that Jimin will say, I have got nothing. I've got zero so far. And he laughs and he smiles when he says it, but he wants people to know, hey, wait a minute. Can you please make sure you give me a chance? I want a chance too. So those are just a few examples of how I love this guy. And I wish I didn't have a bias in a way because I wish I loved them all equally, but I really do have this invisible it just feels like an invisible thread or ribbon attached to Yungi's heart. There's something extra about him that I just feel a, a little something different towards him. And it's not a romantic and a crush and all that stuff. It's just something different. And then, wow, if we were to ever play this game of if you could only meet one of the members out of seven, who would you meet? I'm not sure what I would do. Honestly, I don't know that I could just automatically choose Yoongi. So, because I want to meet Jimin. I want to meet J-Hope. I want to meet V. I want to meet all of them. And it's, I want to look into their eyes and I want to be able to say something to them in Korean and in English. And I want to know that they understand me in both languages. And I want to understand whatever they would say to me in both languages, to know that we understand each other. So that, that would be just amazing. That would be huge, monumental for my life. I know I'm not alone in this. I know you guys feel similar to a lot that I've expressed. I want to thank you for coming here. I want to thank you for being who you are. 
if you felt like you didn't matter and if you feel like you don't matter, if you feel like you are nothing and you're nobody, I know that feeling. I I know that feeling a lot in my life. I feel like I'm alone. I'm doing things alone. And if anything good is going to happen to me, it has to come from me working very hard for it, pushing forward for it, and not being okay with just being pushed back, um, being shoved in the back. Or, you know, it's almost like people sometimes are saying, you go sit down. We don't want you. You go back there or you go home. We don't need you. We don't want you. I've had that a lot in my life. I've had that even as an adult. I've had people look at me even after I got my college degree and looking at me like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to do this. You don't know as much as us. I've had people younger than me who don't have a college degree, you know, trying to boss me around, trying to be in charge of me and in a work situation that we're both supposed to be equally doing a certain task or process. Oh, I got it. That's fine. And I'll be like, well, I need to learn how to do this too. Please let me also do this. Please let me practice. Please let me learn. Please let me get, <coughs> excuse me. Please let me contribute. I want to be part of this and I'm getting paid too. You know, we're, we're a team and they're like, nope, that's all right. I got it. All right. You know, it's all right. You, you don't need to do this. I'm doing this and I don't get to learn and grow and make progress because people are telling me no. So I I like to have my voice heard. I like to speak up for myself. So I really, really appreciate Jimin for being that honest, raw person who doesn't even care. I mean, obviously with BTS, you're not going to care what they think. If you finished growing up with them and you've been living with them for nine, 10 years, 11 years, whatever it is, you're not going to care what they think. They know you. I mean, they all know each other. They know what each other is thinking a lot of the time. They know what each other is feeling a lot of the time. They know what each other is about to say a lot of the time. Like, you you can't watch a Run BTS episode or a comeback show or some other thing where one of the members isn't saying, I knew someone would say that, or I knew someone was going to ask that, or I knew he would do that. So they just know each other so well. And I'm jealous of them. <laughs> I don't like that word jealous. I don't like the feeling that comes with being jealous. I don't like it, but I don't know how else to say it. I guess a better way to say it, much better way, is I want what they have. I wish I had what they have. So, yeah. <laughs> Jealousy is a not a very nice emotion. Um, I don't enjoy it. Like... Yeah, it, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, but I do wish I had what they have. I wish I had those those relationships, that unconditional love, that trust, that I will be there for you always. I am always going to be here for you kind of relationship. I wish I had that. And it's weird. I'm a female, but I wish I had it with... I don't know. I, I don't have it with women. Really, I don't have very many friends that, I I don't know how to say, I don't know, I don't really want to get super, like, into it, but there aren't a lot of people in my life who we mutually feel like we are there for each other. We will drop what we're doing to help each other or to, you know, or we will sacrifice a ton of things, money, time, energy, uh, material needs, whatever we will sacrifice for each other. I don't have that kind of a relationship with people, but I wish I did. So yeah, it's in my heart, but I haven't been able to give it to anyone. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much. And yes, I can ramble. You've heard me ramble a lot, but I am very, very grateful to be alive. I'm grateful I have a voice. I'm grateful I can talk about BTS. I'm grateful for my eyes that can see them and can see the world around me. I'm grateful for my ears that can hear them, hear their music, hear their laughter, hear them expressing their thoughts and concerns and feelings. And I just will very much look forward to saving, oh, saving my funds 
and I look very much forward to their next concert tour when there are more shows to choose from, and I hope that there will be some kind of a way for their tickets to be sold in a more honest and ethical process so that people don't have to go through what we've been through so we don't get cheated and scammed and our chances are only one tiny tiny little hurry up and do it or your chance is gone kind of a chance I just want a better situation so I hope they'll figure out a better way to sell tickets I'll join as many pre-sales as I have to and get as many codes as I have to to try to really show and verify that I am true army and that I when I spend my money on that ticket I'm spending that money for me or for my family or for my friend and not just to go and resell it for tons and tons of money um I saw one the other day that was going for thirty six thousand dollars for seats right in front of the stage and that is the most horrid ridiculous thing I can't believe that anyone would be that selfish and heartless so let's make sure that no matter what everyone else is doing we are making decisions that when we look in the mirror we like who we see we like the person that we are are looking at and at the end of the day when you lie down uh, on your heart and on your conscience on my heart and on my conscience I have the goal to be proud of and happy about who I've been that day, who I've been today, who I'm going to be tomorrow, and the choices that I've made. Did I make choices that hurt people and brought them down and squashed them and made them feel like nothing? Did I make choices that make the world worse for anybody, or did I make the choices that are going to build people up and help people feel good to be alive and help people to feel important and valued so that is it for today thank you for coming to listen to be in the search i appreciate you guys and i hope that you'll find me in twitter if you want to talk um i guess that's it so please take care of yourself please be as healthy as you possibly can be Please think good thoughts, think positive thoughts, and if you have good positive thoughts, sometimes even if you are sick, you can get healthier, Uh, because your body is responding to your thoughts, and so I would urge you to practice that if you haven't. Until next time, bye!